beautiful people we have had an amazing week right here on the morning shift where shift happens i said we have had an amazing week and i appreciate you all for riding with your girl right here on the morning shift thank you again so much for rolling with me again like i said we've had an amazing week all of this week and we are going to continue that trend on today with another message that i pray will help shift your mindset your perspective as you move through your day and go through the weekend um, and as we meet back on next week should the lord say the same and give us grace to make it through so beautiful people sometimes um i gotta be honest that there are people that uh treat us and treat you unfairly i i let's acknowledge it that yes there are people in our lives personal professional um whatever the the case may be the associations that do not treat us fairly there are there are times when we do our best when we give our best we have in our hearts and in our souls the uh, the desire and the intention of being good to folks being good to different people you've overextended yourself for a lot of people you've uh, done your best by a lot of people uh, and yet you find yourself uh, being treated unfairly people respond to you unfairly people uh, treat you unfairly people uh, uh, deal with you unfairly we, we we get dealt some unfair treatment uh, uh, in our lives and at times it's very disheartening but one thing i found out beautiful people uh, sometimes we we act like we've been treated unfairly when there are times when we are we are indeed uh, being treated justly, which means um, we're being treated exactly how uh, we have treated other people. Uh, what what how people treat us sometimes, not all the time, are reciprocal to the way that we treat other people, um, and and so we have to be careful and mindful not to enter our day. Uh, thinking that we are entitled to certain responses from people we're not entitled to anything people people unfortunately treat us the way we've treated them and and again now i acknowledge that yes indeed there are times when we are treated unfairly right there are times when we are treated unjustly and we're not we're not done right okay we ain't they don't people don't do us right but there but there are times people of the most high uh that we we get treated like like we you know like we act um we get treated how we act and how we respond to people um and so it's important for us not to to be around here poor mouthing to god and poor mouthing to other people about you know how we're being done when we are really um, receiving equitable treatment according to our actions and how we have done, lived, and how we've done. What I have found out, though, I, what I found out is that 
However God responds to us. Hear me when I'm talking. However the good Lord responds to us is fair treatment. When sometimes, and I'm going to digress a little bit and kind of uh, be a little bit um, hybrid this morning in my in my release because I'll be a little bit all over the place, uh, but with intention. Okay, but but I'll digress back to this. Sometimes people don't treat us fairly because they don't have all the facts. Hear me. Some people don't respond to us. Maybe the way we want to be responded to, or even the way we feel we deserve to be responded to, because they don't have all the facts. Oh, God. How many times can you say that there were times when you responded to someone, that you reacted to someone, that you retaliated, if, if, if that fits, but that you've responded to people in one manner? And it wasn't until afterwards that you realized that you responded the way you did to those people or to that person when you didn't have all of the facts. Yeah. When you, when you realize, when you sit back and things kind of like the old people say, come to a head, when things come to a head, you realize that you responded to somebody, that you dealt with somebody. That you address somebody, that you approach somebody, that you handle the situation when you didn't have, oh my God, I felt the Holy Ghost. When you did not have all of the facts. And that's how life is. Sometimes we can move and we can uh, deal with people and we can uh, respond to people and we can react to people and, and we can uh, interact and engage with people. Or not interact, engage, not respond, not react, not speak, not deal with people. And we don't even have all of the facts. Please make sure, beautiful people, God help me today. Please make sure, beautiful people, that as you're going through your day and even through your weekend, that you understand that in order for you to respond to people fairly, in order for you to treat people fairly, it's important for you to make sure, God help me, that you have all of the facts. Because if you don't have all of the facts, you are going to make the mistake of giving someone the wrong response. Giving somebody the wrong um, the wrong reaction. You ain't got all the facts, boo. Before you open your mouth to put on someone or their situation, make sure, beautiful people, that you have all of the facts because some of us have misjudged people because we don't have all the facts some of us have misjudged relationships misjudged friendships we've left relationships prematurely we've walked away from friendships prematurely we've walked away from jobs we've left conversations mad at people disgruntled angry and upset when we didn't even have all of the facts. And so we're walking around with an alt. We're walking around with a problem. We're walking around with issues. We're walking around with hatred and bitterness in our hearts about people and about situations that we have dealt treatment to, right? When we ain't have all the facts. Before you judge me, before you judge me, 
before you judge anybody, before you respond, before you react, before you come to a conclusion, please make sure that you have all of the facts. Because if not, you will find yourself, should find yourself, where you're having to repent and ask for apologies because you've done people wrong with just a piece of the information. Okay, so as I aforestated, because remember I said I'm gonna be jumping around. As I aforestated, I am so ooh, I'm so grateful that however God treat me, hear me when I'm talking, that however He treats me, however He responds to me, however He chooses to bless me, it is going to be fair treatment. You cannot deem it unfair. You cannot deem it bad treatment because here is the key. Unbeknownst to a lot of people or, or, um, oh, it's not the word I'm looking for. Oh, unlike that is unlike a lot of people, he has all of the facts. So let's go to the word. All right. Let's go to Psalms 51 talked about it. We're going to be in the message Bible again today, y'all. Psalms 51, the message Bible, and we're going to start at verse number one. It says, generous in love. Notice what it says. Generous in love, God give grace. The first thing, generous in love, God give grace. Because of his generosity, because of how he loves us, he grants us grace. And a lot of times you can tell, oh my God, this is getting heavy. You can tell if a person loves you or not by the level and the amount of grace that they extend to you. If you have no room for error, if you have no room for mistake, if you have no room to have a lapse in judgment, um, if you have no room to make the simple, you can't do nothing wrong without them. They're done. They wash their hands of you. They throw you to the side. They don't want to fool with you no more. They don't want to deal with you. No That's somebody who towards you is not generous in love. Because if you love, God help me here. If you love me the way you say you do, I can't make one mistake. I can't make one bad decision, one bad choice. And you just, you just quit me cold turkey. You, you quit me cold turkey. Generous in love, God give grace. Huge in mercy. Listen, huge in mercy. Wipe out my bad record. I don't care who we are, where, how long we've been doing it. There is something on our record that we would love to get rid of. I know I got some stuff that have happened in my life. I ain't talking about what's happened to me because sometimes we can go through our life and be and play and, and, and maintain the role of victim your whole life. N nobody else. You've done no wrong to nobody. It's about everything. Everybody's done wrong to you. But I got some things that I've done in my life, y'all, that I'm praying that the mercy of God has removed and wiped out my bad record. Oh, God have mercy. But I'm, listen, I'm grateful now that I, this is the kind of God that I serve. I know who I serve. This is the kind of God that I serve who is merciful enough, who has enough mercy to look back over my sin-filled life, 
to look back over my um, bad choices and my, uh, my life full of bad decisions and wipe it off my record. He says, huge mercy, wipe out my bad record. Scrub, because it's not just on the surface. Scrub away my guilt. Soak out my sins in your lunch. This is somebody who is acknowledging that I'm not perfect. That as, as, as much as people look to me, as much as people respect you, as much as people um, honor you, that we know that we're not perfect. And there are a lot of us who still walk around with the guilt of yesterday, not on us, but in us. The guilt of the choices we made, not on us, but in us. When you, when you look back on some things that you've said, that you've done, places you've went, um, things you allowed yourself to be a part of, that you said, oh my God, I cannot believe that I put myself in those situations, right? So it says, Lord, scrub away my guilt. It's in there. It's in me good. It's in me good, honey. Scrub away my, as much as you can scrub with your mercy, as much as you can scrub with your love and your, your grace, right? Please get it out of me. He says, soak out my sins in your laundry. An acknowledgement that I, I, I have sin in my life, that if God don't clean me, if he doesn't cleanse me, then I'm not going to meet him in peace. But he says, uh, scrub away my guilt, soak out my sins in your laundry. God, I got to move. I know, Listen, the writer says, I'm in the message Bible, Psalms 51. I know how bad I've been. My sins, are, my sins are staring me down. How many of us can say, listen, I don't care how much I testify, how many times I lift my hands, how many times... Um, you know, I run around church. How many times I'm prophesied to? How many times people say, you know, I look up to you and I respect you so much and, and this, that, and the third that you say, I know. Y'all don't know, but I know how bad I've been. You know, people, there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about you. A lot of things that you've shared, but there's a lot of things that you probably have not shared. Not because you're hiding them or you're afraid of, of what may be said or whatever. But at the end of the day, when you sit on the side of your bed before you lay down, when you get up in the morning, as you move through your day, regardless of what you hear, you know how bad you've been. I'm not saying that you're bad now. I'm not saying that I'm bad now. But I know, God help me here, I know how bad. I've been in my life. I know when I've lied. I know when I have not done everything that I know that God was calling me to do. I, I know how bad I've been. I know the places I went I shouldn't have been. I know the things I've done that I even knew better to do. I know it's some things and some people I have mistreated. I know how bad I've been. You, you can, listen, they can puff you up all day. Let them talk. That's understandable. But at the end of the day, when you sit down in the seat of your truth. We all know how bad we've been. We all know where we've fallen short. We, we all know what sins, oh, God have mercy, we've committed. And we all know what weight we've been carrying in the form of guilt and shame. But the writer says to us, scrub away my guilt. Soak out my sins in your laundry. I know how bad I've been. 
My sins are staring me down. But look what he says in verse number four through six, if I can get through it. He says, you're the one, Lord, that I violated and you've seen it all. You've seen the full extent of my evil. So not only, God help me here. So not only do you know, not only do you know the thoughts you've been thinking, not only do you know the full extent of what you really did. Some people only you you've only told the the uh, things up to a, a certain extent, right? Right? I trust you to a certain extent, so I'll only tell you so much. But here, God help me here. The writer says, Lord, please forgive us for the sins that we've done, both known and unknown, Lord, big, small, little, all unrighteousness is in. He says, You have seen the full extent of my evil. You've seen the full extent of my shortcomings. You've seen my motives even when they did not manifest in actions. You've seen my thoughts. You know the very intents of my heart even if I didn't have the courage to act upon it. He knows the full extent of why you're in someone's life. Why you associate. Why you hang with. He knows the full extent of the betrayal. The full extent of the fornication. The full extent of the adultery, the full extent of the lust, the full extent of the lying, the stealing, the cheating, the backbiting, the gossiping. He knows the full extent. So while you trying to pull our chain and act like you just got it together, that ain't nothing to it, honey. He knows the full extent. Say it with me. He knows the full extent of my life. And and, 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 and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the person who I violated the most is not the person who on this earth, right? Who the action was done to, but the person I violated the most is the one who created me because the one who created me knows whew, that what he created, he created good and very good, right? He knows it. But then the word also says, uh, Job says it, that man that's born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He knows the full extent, right? He knows it. And so we, at times you got to apologize to the people that you hurt on earth too, but we got to take some time to say, Lord, please, I'm sorry. Forgive me for violating you. The call that you placed on my life. The responsibility that you've placed on my shoulders. The investment uh, that you made in me when I was not worthy. When I was not even thinking about you. And, and, and every time I did what I did. Said what I said. Moved how I moved. Went how I went. I violated you. And you know the full. And so, so he says here. He says you have all the facts before you. And whatever you decide about me is fair. Whatever you decide to do to me is fair. However you decide to respond, however you decide to bless me or not is fair. Whatever doors you open or you close is fair. Whatever you allow to happen in my life, because you know the full extent, you know the facts about me. You know my coming and my going, my lying down, my rising. You know my ups and my downs, my flaws and my strengths and my weakness. You know the full extent, not just what I manifest in my actions, but the thoughts that die in my head or that remain there. You know it. So whatever, God have mercy. Anyway, 
Mm-hmm. You bless me. Any way you respond to me, any way that you deal with me, I'll be satisfied. He knows whether or not you're giving your best. He knows whether or not what you're telling people is your 100%, whether or not that's true, whether you're telling people it's 100, but you're only giving 50. He knows the full extent. He knows if you can be more faithful, if you can be more committed, if you can be more dedicated, if you can do more or less. He knows the full extent of your life. He knows the facts about you. So the writer says, whatever you decide, watch the smell, watch the tone, girl. Whatever you decide mm -hmm, to do with me and my life, it's fair. If you decide to open 10 doors, it's fair. If you decide to open only one, it's fair. If you decide to bless me with millions, it's fair. If you decide not to, that's fair too. Why? Because, oh my God, everything that encompasses me. Look at what it says. I've been out of step with you for a long time in the wrong since before I was born. And what you're after is truth from the inside out. He said, a lot of us can acknowledge, God, I've just been out of step with you. I've been doing my own thing. I've been moving to the rhythm of my own beat. But at the end of the day, I acknowledge I've been out of step with you. I've been, I've been trying to go left when you wanted me to go right. I've been trying to do my own thing. I've been trying to follow my own pursuits and my own goals. And I've been out of step with you. I ain't been as faithful as I could be. I haven't given as much as I could give. I haven't sown. I haven't given up my time. I haven't loved. I haven't prayed. I haven't... Uh, fasted. I haven't uh, 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 been meditating or reading your word as much as I need. I have been out of step with you. God help me watch. And what you're after is truth from the inside out. That's what you're after. That's what God is want, wanting from, from us today is truth from the inside out. So at the end of the day, remember, it, that's all the time I got y'all. But remember, at the end of the day, any way that he choose to handle us or bless us, it is fair. He have all the facts.